I need a ride or die chick. You know what's funny about that song? What's funny about rappers in general? You know what I'm saying? Rappers, y'all be like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, just to, to make things rhyme. But she's like, I got an earring in my tongue. You know me, I'm literal. Earring in his, nigga, that's a tongue ring. Just call it a tongue ring. But anyway, blah, 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 blah. Love that uh, that Jadakiss and um, Jadakiss. Huh? Love the uh, the locks and the dipset verses because it lets people know Jadakiss is, um, he's Mr. Versus. God, he's I mean, gonna... I, we've been saying, like, I mean, he's been saying top. I think Charlemagne has said it the best where he's like, dog, Jadakiss said top five that are alive. And you didn't hear a lot of people saying no. Like, he's like, you remember when Lil Wayne said I'm the greatest rapper alive? A lot of people said no, and then he had to prove it. And T.I. Mm-hmm. said he was king of the South. A lot of people said no, and then he had to go out there and prove it. Like, when people usually say it, Jada Kiss said top five dead or alive. Biggie said it. <laughs> and, <laughs> All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? There might have been, like, one or two people. I'm not going to lie to you. I was one of them people. I was I'm one like, of the people too. I'm a Jada Kiss fan. Jada Kiss cool. Like, yeah. you know I was I mean? like top ten. That versus showed me. I was like, dog. One, I like Jada Kiss way more than I thought I liked him. Two, mm-hmm. there are a lot of Jada Kiss songs that I was not given proper respect to. True, like a lot of Jada Kiss songs. And three, more than anything else, for the versus type battles, Jada Kiss uh, is the epitome of planning out how to do a versus mm-hmm. like everything was planned out song for song so I, like literally thinking this is what my opponent is going to say or do well the locks in funny. general but well, yeah. they, well, all of them when yeah. they were sitting there saying like yo we was going to play freestyles until they started talking about we don't appeal to girls yeah. and, and we were going to go into DJ. the girl songs and yeah. I was like oh, okay so y'all was ready from jump to be like, yeah, let's let, let, let. they was ready. They was ready. Yeah. Everybody else show up the verses like, hey man, let's just play some songs. That's just vibe. I'm like, nah. Yeah. Everyone's ready for war. And what tripped me out is when people was like, it's gonna be dipset. I was like, dipset has seven songs. Like, look, there's seven of them. There's seven. Oh, okay, there's okay, seven. okay. There's seven. Think about that though. Collectively. I'ma say officially. Seven. Like I, said, I, I was disappointed in Dipset's performance, but Seven. there are a few things that went into that as well. One, Cameron Jules and uh, uh, your boy. Cameron Jules and uh, how do we just forget his name? I don't know. Uh, Jim I Jones. He's the only one rapping in the group right now. Jim Jones. Jim Jones obviously do not speak to each other. No. Like, obviously. <laughs> like, still get around. They saw each other on stage, and that was their first time seeing each other. Two, Cameron wasn't into it because Cameron didn't even get into his solo bag. Like there were points when, you know, Dipset would talk about one of the locks and the locks member will pull out a solo song. Jada was hitting them with solo songs. Cameron ain't hit no horse and carriage. Cameron ain't hit no. First of all, I don't know how Cam. I don't know how Dipset let Bam from TV go. If I'm on Bam from TV, I play Bam from TV first. I mean, but like their verses were better than. Don't matter. Don't yeah. matter. You got to play it first. You got to play. You got to take. I yeah. They got, didn't. They Jada didn't, knew. Jada knew. Jada like, knew. Oh, I got to play. Jada started play with it. "fuck you." Yeah. Jada, remember it was it was done from the beginning when that nigga's like, "You live in Miami," and then goes into "fuck you." 
the, the, the it was done. It was done. I was like, all right, well, you lost. Yeah. Dipset can go home now. Who 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 do you think would be a good Houston versus? So, all it got me thinking about was who could be a good Houston versus like Slim that. Thug versus Lil Flip. Slim Thug versus uh Zero. Slim Thug versus Slim Thug's catalog is amazing. So we oh, put, so it's definitely Slim Thug. It's definitely Slim Thug versus Scarface. It's okay. definitely Slim Thug. Because Slim Thug, the thing about Slim Thug is like, well, I've said it numerous times, Slim Thug being my favorite, favorite rapper. His his um like his discography is great from the classics. He has classic verses on like uh uh Houston songs that are are Houston classics. Like his verse on Down South, come on, man. We all remember Down South City where they show no pity. Like we remember yeah. certain lines, there's slum thug lines, right? Then, not to mention, we don't have to go into the uh the 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 fact that he got signed by the Neptunes. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, can tie, yeah. he can tie all that in. And that whole year, the Beyonce checkup on it. Uh, come on, man. Like, yeah, so that, is, that be- is true. That is true. And I think that's what I like about the verses when you get an artist that people are like, I know that artist, but I also don't think that artist really gonna do it. You know what I mean? And I do feel like if you picked up a slim. I think a lot of Houston people would be like, oh, that makes sense. But I think a lot of people on the outside would be like, no, man, I don't know if that's yeah. going to carry. And I'm like, I don't think y'all realize how many songs y'all like of this mm-hmm. artist. So, I, yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. When he drops that, uh, the, 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 the Gwen Stefani and Slim Thug song with the, um, with the um with the Ronald Isley beat, I'm like, dude, like y'all remember that Slim Thug, like he didn't fall off. That nigga just left. He yeah. didn't want yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to do that shit yeah. no more. I was like, yeah, the click clack with the Neptunes. Yeah. But then again, you know, it is what it is. Now we are gonna address a few things for people that are looking at the video. One, you got a new background. I see you, you got new, you got a new spot. All right, and then two. Now we we gonna keep on recording virtually for a minute. Now we were talking yeah, about coming back, man. Look, I, I I hear I hear the people when they give us the suggestions. I appreciate everybody that listens to the show. It was like, yo, get better cameras. We working on it. It's coming together. Like we got some more guests that are lined up. All that stuff is coming together. But in terms of being in person, it might be a second. It might yeah. be a second. You work from home. I teach, so I got to be out there sometimes. But I definitely try to keep myself as contained as possible. Nigga, so, Delta variant, bro. I got to be honest. If there was a zombie apocalypse, I'd be alive, and the rest of you niggas would be dead. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the last man living. All I'm saying. I'm just point. I'm pointing out because every nigga, Avery, you don't show up to shit. Y'all niggas don't understand science. It's so, awesome. like, I'm sorry if I sound like a dick. I am. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Like, niggas be like, you ain't show up to seven one three day. Didn't most of you niggas get sick? Mm. Uh, a, a lot of people I know. Fair enough. But you know what? It, it is you niggas be dead. I'm all, all for. Uh, Little right. Kiki posted a video this morning, and I thought it was the best. I think it hit straight on the uh, straight on the head. He was like, "Look, like." I get it if you don't believe in the vaccine, but the gist of it is like, look, if you don't believe in the vaccine, that's cool, but you also got to believe in the virus. Like you still got to be safe. 
Like yeah. if that's against your religion or whatever, stay inside. Don't tell me I don't believe what's in the vaccine and then go sniff coke, pop pills. Thank you. I'm protected sex. Stay out. Da 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 da. So you I'm got like vac- vaccinated as a kid, nigga. Yeah. And so that's my thing. I was like, look, I got I got no issues with you if you're one of those people that's like, yo, I don't trust it. I get it. Especially if you can reiterate every the reasons why you don't trust it. But also, uh, for your own health, stay inside. Because it's wild the difference in people's experience with the... You talk to this one person that got COVID, they was like, yo, I had a cough for like four seconds, and then I felt better. Then you talk to another person, and they're like, dog, Friday, I was good. And Saturday, they was talking about removing one of my lungs. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, literally, that's a... I'm pretty sure a case like that has happened, but I mean, I know somebody that on Friday they were good. They was in the hospital Saturday, Sunday. They was on a ventilator Monday. Now they breathing on their own, but it's it's wild out there. So everybody got to stay safe. You are putting it eloquently. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to listen to no nigga that talked in science and never stayed in class. And it's going to tell me because they read one book or watched a fucking YouTube video how things work, nigga. No, I get it, but I try to be good about it because my whole thing is eloquent. I'm not. My whole thing is if I'm not listening to smart dumb niggas, but that's why I like that's why I like little Kiki's expression. Because if you like, if you watch the YouTube video, you want the information. I feel like you want it, you're just not putting in all the work. And the YouTube video easy to get to. You know what I'm saying? Eloquent, eloquent. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Man, let's 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 get to our guest. Let's get to our guest, man. Introduce but our. That's guest. what happens because it goes outside. It's high. It's it's just disease. It's COVID outside. It's really it's 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 just it's bleak. The 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 future is is as black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Houston down to my socks. It's another in my humble opinion podcast. My name is Avery, like a very nice guy, also known as Avery Zadius. Um, one of your hosts, and um, we're here with my brother, who's your other host, Just Devon, ladies and gentlemen, Just Devon, writer for the Houston Press. He writes um, a lot of stuff. He wrote the, I think I did, no, I probably did use that one, but I'll use it again. He's writing the Bible part two, the return of Jesus. It's amazing. Don't, don't, don't make that joke, because he really probably, <laughs> the way things going. Yeah. Like, nah, don't make that joke. We in the middle of and stuff that already fell out. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. Locust. It happened. There's a plague. Yeah. Hey, nah, don't make that joke. Nah, I'm firstborn. All right, I'm firstborn. Nah, nah. The we birds and the fish that already happened <laughs> five years ago. This is the shit that I was like, yo, y'all niggas, the niggas that act like they read the Bible, read that yeah, shit, man. All that shit. Lies <laughs> you just gotta read. Two chapters in the end, bro. All this yeah. shit is in there. It's weird. It's weird. And now the whole like, oh, you got to get the vaccine. I got a vaccine. And I'm like, here it comes. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We're back another time with this In My Humble Opinion podcast. I want to thank you guys for uh, showing up, for, you know, getting on your phones, for just listening. And we're here with another guest, ladies and gentlemen. He's a friend of the show, a real friend of the show. He's good people, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the Houston legend, number one, uh, uh, he said it himself as well. He knows he's a fucking Houston legend. He went from being critical to being to being Rob Gillette. Well, he's always been Rob Gillette, 
You know what I'm saying? He's 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 one of the the best MCs that I've ever met. He has his album, The Tortoise Theory, in your phone right now. I keep on talking about the song Mine. That is my song. Uh, and also, he is making headway in the cooking game with his soul fried rice. We've gotten a pan. I like it. There's a lot of repeat customers. My sister like it. Every like it's 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 going up. I've already said his name. I don't need to, to talk much more. We've already talked too much, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Gillette. Hey, what's up with it, child? What's up with it? How's it going? How's it going? Shit, man. We here. I can't complain, man. So I can't complain. Now, uh, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the tortoise theory. Because uh, I, I love that album. You know, we always a big fan of, of all the work that you put out. But uh, you and I were talking. This was very early on at the beginning of the pandemic. And you were like, yo, uh, the like a restaurant near you is shut down or something like that. Yeah. And it, it started out small. And I'm going to let you tell the story. But it is built up into what it is now. So please tell us how to soul fried rice even come about man this shit crazy man like because every day i keep thinking seriously that last year at this time i was literally like living out of a fucking vacant apartment you feel me like multiple like a few of them but what happened in the area i was at i wanted some chinese food and the spot had shut down because of the pandemic and I think I didn't have any money like in my bank or on my card, so I couldn't order it. Now I had tried to bake fried rice before, but I, whatever. So I went on YouTube to see why I fucked up at. And I'm like, damn, I ain't got time to cook rice for a day and then wait for it to fry, I mean, dry up. So I found a little hack. Went and got the hack, came home, well, came back to my little spot, and I made it. And uh, it was pretty good. And some of the little homies around the way, they was going through a lot of shit. So I opened up a couple spots for them. And they sleeping out the Vacos, too. So I'm I'm literally feeding these little niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, And uh, shout out the motherfucking pandemic for them stamps, too, man. They came through for me. I ain't have to do nothing janky for them, either. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I got, like, a lot of stamps. You feel me? So I'm... Feeding the little homies, then a young lady that I befriended, she really like more than anybody gave me the confidence to say, "Hey, like dog, I need to pay you for this shit. You shouldn't be giving this." To me. I'm like, "Come on, man, I'm a rapper. My nigga, don't don't nobody, ain't nobody gonna even take that seriously. You feel me? Like my family wouldn't take it seriously. Shit, my closest friends, nobody, like people that know me, know me, know that I cook at the house and shit. But I ain't never even worked in the food industry. You feel me? Yeah. So like." It is, I get, I got it. You know what I'm saying. So fast forward, I'm still around Maryland. I just start walking around that hole with a big ass pan, just like, hey, sample this shit. This day I'm gonna be at this apartment, and then for a good three weeks, that hole jumping. You feel me? It's like it was kind of looking like it's looking right now, but I wasn't putting it on the internet. Like it was only the people that was in Maryland in them apartments. The laws end up running up in that hole thinking it was a dope spot. Obviously, it's a vacant apartment, so whatever they see that I'm in there cooking, I end up giving the law some food. Straight up and down. Law let me go. 
but I ended up having to move around from Ireland. So I dipped out there by my baby mama and I kind of slowed it down. But I kind of knew like in the back of my head, like, bro, you you really got something, man. You done ran up almost a thousand dollars in three weeks. You probably should keep doing that. But I didn't want to have the traffic at my baby mama house. You feel me? So whatever we end up, uh, whatever. So I'm back in the world. And this time it was like, it was different, you know, like I couldn't be in the world like that no more. You know what I'm saying? The last time it happened, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing like at this stage, there's nothing I can do about what's happened. Now I know I got a legitimate hustle outside of rap and I ain't got to commit no crimes to, to get this money. So I basically was at these hotels for about three weeks, got me another spot. Boom. I'm like, all right. I'm still not even pushing it hard, though, bro. This is like May. This is like June. I'm still looking for a job. My album sales and kind of slowed down, so I can't really depend on that money right now. Then Juneteenth weekend, I decided to drop my prices on my pans and not do any individual orders. <clears throat> I'm like, I'm only going to sell pans. I dropped my prices to $30 and made it like it was a Juneteenth special. And I probably ran up close to $1,000 that weekend. But the one thing that I did differently is I started really taking pictures of everybody that was uh, that was buying it. And then I would get video, if I could, of them sampling it. And it's just like, since then, that Juneteenth weekend, I'm like, God damn, I need to gain some weight too. You can see the veins in my neck. <laughs> but I ain't doing that bad, I swear, man. I just, I got a small health condition that caused my stomach to flare up from time to time, but I do need to gain some weight. But uh, nah, I just, I never imagined that this shit would be doing it this quickly. I did know that I had something, though, you feel me? Yeah. Because nobody was doing this. You remember I was talking to y'all and y'all cousin, like, at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we definitely, and my my cousin yeah. said, you know, he still want to get in contact with you yeah. and everything to help out. He's he's been doing his. He's a chef, so he's been doing his cooking thing, and that's why we was connecting y'all. Uh, but yeah, that's a big thing. What are some of the similarities, or what are some of the big differences between pushing out music? Because you're you're a hand to hand music person too. You're you're very personal when it comes to selling music, and then yeah. selling a product like like fried rice. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, the main difference is that, like, I, I think y'all know this. I know a lot of motherfucking people, right? And a lot of people know me. But I could probably only sell my music to 10, 20% of the people I know. You feel me? Yeah. I bit understood that years ago, that if my fan base is only people that I know and know me, I don't really have a fan base. Mm. So... I'm cool with that. You feel me? You, this rice, if I felt like I ain't get love, you feel me? This rice then really showed that whatever love I poured into people, at least once I knew that people would, would receive it. Like, yeah, let me show love to Rob. I know he's been struggling. But then it's like, damn, wait a minute. This shit good. Wait a minute. This nigga actually got something. You feel me? So the difference I say is that I can sell it to anybody. I can, I go to pretty pretty much the biggest church in the city of Houston almost for black churches. Yeah. 
And I know a lot of people there. I'm connected to a lot of people there. I can't sell my, my the tortoise theory there. Yeah, yeah. But this price, they don't give a fuck that this, this wild-ass rob that be on Facebook saying crazy shit, you feel me? They gonna come pull up to the ghetto and get this rice though. You know what I'm saying? Because like my auntie in Texas County, she called me, she a chef. And she said she said something that, that really struck with me, that people eat with their eyes. So like, I've been trying to be more conscious. I've got a better phone so I can take better pictures. Like getting pretty much getting video of everybody that I can eating the food. I don't always get it, but I get about maybe 50% of the people that, that, that order food, I get them on video. And that, that is true. You know what I'm saying? People do eat with, your eye, with their eyes. And we've been watching you, especially over the pandemic, build this up. And it's, yeah. been, it's been a slow building process, but it's been a, it's always positive progress. So yeah. every time I see it, it gets bigger and bigger. But you kind of used to that. Like, uh, you, you like a... The tortoise, the tortoise theory. Tortoise theory. Right. The tortoise theory. When you talk yeah. about it, it's like I, I, I like the fact. One of the things I like, and one of the things you know, I'm gonna say what I like and what I don't like about you, and I get it. I don't like it be taking you so long to put out an album. Yeah. I also love every album when it come out, so I'd be like, well, you know what, I was wrong because you know I was talking to you about when you sent me the links on the tortoise theory, the first stuff. I was yeah. like, yo, this good, put it out, let's go, and you was like, dog. None of these songs going on the album. <laughs> I was like, what? And then you came back and you was like, nah, I'm still working on the artwork. I'm still working on this. Like, I was just like, that's going to be a little mixtape thing to come out. Hmm. And you was right. Because the songs that came out on the tortoise theory, I was like, dog, I haven't heard these, but they are incredible. The only one I had heard uh, was the one you had played for me in the car. Uh, that that was it, and I was like, nah, it, it all comes together." So let's talk about you've been putting. How long have you been working on the tortoise theory? Um, roughly since December two thousand eighteen. So, what do you account for the length of time that it took to put that body of work together? Uh, I was determined not to put another album out. Like while I was like homeless and struggling, you feel me? Uh, you know what I was dealing with when I dropped Galactic Vision. Yeah, and it was, I felt like if I had just waited a couple more months for that hoe, I could have still hit my bottom line, but I could have maximized my bottom line. But I had to live off the little bread that I was making. Okay, Tortoise Theory was deliberately made like that. And I honestly was going to drop some shit in between, but life just didn't allow it, you feel me? So I wanted to make an album that was detailed in the process of like getting up out of that hole I was in, you feel me? And I guess I was trying to do it the right way, so to speak, but I was still finding myself in periods back in the streets hustling. And now I got two kids and a couple times I was in some situations where, thank God, I ain't, you know, I ain't get jammed up, but I'm like, damn, you feel me? Like, I can't afford to catch no case at this age and when my children need me like they need me. But I'm broke as fuck, man. Like, I'm hurting. You feel me? Like, I got to hit people up 
and get some money to go see my kids and we ain't eating. I'm like, yeah, I'm going through it. I'm stealing food so they can eat when they with me sometimes. You feel me? So like, I'm writing all of this though. I didn't want that to be the whole album. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait till I started having some new experiences basically that I could kind of tell the story of getting out the hole. The songs were supposed to be set up initially. If you hear the song on the album called Rut, yeah, Rut was yeah. kind of like the first song I made. And like shit, if you like the lines in that hole, like when it come in, when I say like, want to tell people what you tell people and they look at you like you hell evil, like you never ever took an L either. I was like, man, I want to tell people, like, man, I'm out here sleeping in Bacos. I'm, I'm hurting, nigga. Like, I didn't, neither one of my, my baby mama situations didn't work. I got kids. Y'all know how I am with my kids. It was bothering me that my son wasn't with his sister every day. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having these feel, feelings of, like, failure. I'm this nigga that rap. On one hand, it's like niggas is telling me, nigga, you the GOAT, nigga, you this, you that. Legend. You my favorite rapper. And then I'm like, bro, I'm out here suicidal, nigga. Like, I'm trying to end it. Then y'all remember that night I'm with y'all and my body breaking down. And thank God I was with y'all that night, you feel me? Yeah. I at least got to find out what was really going on with my stomach and shit. Yeah. Which... In itself, even though I was still dealing with it, it gave me a relief that I I know I can get rid of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Then I just kept kept writing songs, man. Some of the songs wasn't what I wanted to put out, though. You feel me? And then I fell into the streets real tough the summer of 19. Like, I'm... So, like, if you like the songs you got, uh, uh, Devon on that other album, you're like dope game, and like, man, that's how I was living, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I ain't want to put that on the whole album, though, you feel me? Because I knew that was momentary, so I just kept living. Then some bullshit happened, I lost a lot of songs. Did I was ready to say, fuck this whole fuck rap, fuck everybody, I'm gonna find me a job. I ain't tripping no more. Fuck this shit. And nigga Killer Text hit me up. And he was like, bro, I'll come scoop you. Because he had already shot me a couple beats. He was like, I'll come scoop you. And the nigga let me make the album. You feel me? And a lot of them songs, it came out like it did. Because at the tail end, my situation started getting a little better. So I could like focus on the music again. And it came together is like the tortoise one. That's why you keep seeing me say that, like the tortoise one. It's like, uh, I think I'm about to cry. That's weird. Like, I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't never really told this story. Like, no, it, it comes across. Uh, a lot like I mean even when we were talking about that night that you were with us you've talked no. about, <laughs> go ahead you've talked about <laughs> the problems before yeah 
you've talked about people's uh response to your health problems because it's like at first they like oh, okay cool but then sometimes they'd be like now nah, I, I don't really believe he has the health problems that he has and i think that one night you was with us i was like guy you realize like that we got to get you to like a hospital like for real you yeah. like for real for real you know what i'm saying so i was like yeah i said nah, we, we got to take you down there and it, it's it's one of those things where it's like even when you was explaining it to me, it's kind of difficult to explain. Like, I'm like, I see you in pain and I see it kind of stop. Like, you can't do anything else. Yeah. Like, like when it's happening, you can't do anything else. It just happens. Yeah, yeah. And the nigga sitting there. So when that shit, you got family members. Man, I don't like, I don't give a fuck, man. I just cried on that bitch, bro. Like, my T. Jones, certain people was telling people I was faking this shit. You feel me? That's some bullshit, man. And it's like, like my nigga, y'all know me. You feel me? Like, I wouldn't be living like this. I'm not benefiting from this shit. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm not getting disability checks. I'm not like getting. I'm. I'm not getting nothing. I'm not living with nobody for free. You feel me? I'm not benefiting nothing off of this. You feel me? My whole life is, is is is, is in shambles because of this shit. You feel me? Essentially. And then one day, dog, it just kind of hit me like, man, bro, like, nigga, you, you raw galette, nigga, like, through this shit, nigga, any other nigga that's out here, bro, homeless, like, they gonna, they gonna be in the streets, like, wandering and dirty. And, hold on, fuck this shit. I thought I turned all my notifications up. <laughs> they gonna yeah. fold. They gonna fold. They not be, they won't be. Yeah. They gonna, I ain't gonna even say they gonna fold it, just they not. I use my mind, you feel me? Like Hurricane Harvey happened. I knew that we had a fire in them apartments beforehand, so a bulk of them, they just had a, a, a an insane number of fucking vacant apartments. They wasn't checking them, you feel me? Then, truth be told, I caught some of the, the staff in some compromising situations, so it's like, yeah, like. Yeah, I'm I'm on that type of <laughs> shit. Yeah, I, I got yeah, I my yeah, livelihood, your livelihood type situation. And I had to I had to play it like that. I ain't want to, but the alternative is I'm gonna be calling different niggas every day. I'm gonna be trying to hustle up money for a fucking hotel. And I just didn't have the energy at that point in time. But that was in hindsight, that was God covering me, bro. Like I'm in a spot where it's an all bills paid thing, so it's electricity. You feel me? I can take a shower. Nigga, my kids was over there. You feel me? Like real deal. My I like my kids was over there. Mm. Like straight up and down. Like, so it's nothing like literally it's happening again. But like it's nothing nobody could tell me no more. Cause dog, I was like. Like, man, nigga, I'm supposed to be like this, this rap nigga, this, this nigga that's a upstanding nigga in the hood. Like, everybody respect me. And I'm like, damn, bro, I'm out here. I got to steal food to eat. You know what I'm saying? That's a, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. But then I'm like, damn, if I go sell this crack, I ain't got to worry about that. You feel me? Yeah. I can stay polo down. You know what I'm saying? I can eat. My kids got some money. Like, my baby mamas ain't on my ass. 
I can't keep a job, my nigga. I get, man, don't no nigga get jobs that's like me. I ain't no felon. You feel that's, me? That's, that's hey, absolutely you know true. This, hey. That's you absolutely know. true. Because, yeah, I was like, like yeah, if you, you, are a, you are a job. <laughs> yeah, dude. I swear to God. Like, but that's what I realized, bro. Like, my gift is my mind, nigga. It's not really rap. All these years, I thought my gift was rap. Like, yeah, I, but that's a talent that I, that's a skill that I've worked on. You feel me? I've been writing rap since I was four. I should be as good as I am at this stage. You feel me? Yeah. And I ain't saying that like on some arrogant shit. I'm saying that I, I worked at it. Yeah. If you spent 30 years working at something, nigga, you probably going to be good at it. Nigga, like, all right, that's a skill. And once I realized that my gift was being able to communicate with people, and use my mind to how you been in the streets since you 12, 13, and you ain't no feeling, you ain't never ratted on nobody. Like, man, that's God, and that's me using that, you feel me? And once I tapped into that, the album dropped. I'm still going through my stomach issues, but my mind was clear, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, then I kind of got back to the rice, and then the rice just went from a couple hundred dollars a month to, man, this paying my rent. This, that's back to school money, you feel me? I'm about to get a fucking vehicle. Like, like nigga ain't seen me in a car in probably like eight, nine years. You know what I'm bruh, saying? So, bruh, I didn't even know you could drive. Yeah, bruh. like, yeah, like, because <laughs> a lot of that got to do with my stomach issues, you feel me? So, like. Cause I didn't had a car. I had a car most of 17, you feel me? 16, 17. But like, nah, it, I just don't like driving. I can get it though. I mean, it's pretty dangerous because people who don't know you don't know how bad the issues can get. Yeah. It's almost an equivalent of a seizure. So when you're driving, if somebody drives and seizes, yeah. it's a problem. And yeah. I've seen Rob firsthand. It's a, it's a, it's a situation. To where you're like, yeah, it's not like uncomfortable. If yeah. you're on 59 and you go through that, it's yeah. yeah. Bro, I had a situation with uh when, when my baby Bible was pregnant with my daughter. I'm coming down I-10. And man, when I tell you, I just all over the motherfucking car. Yeah. I don't know how I survived. I got I luckily God again. I got off goddamn and got on the got on the feeder. And man, my car was was it was disgusting. Luckily, I had some bread, so I pull up in a little little car wash. They clean my shit out. But like, yeah, that's when I was like, man, maybe I don't need to drive. Then I be getting claustrophobic in them hoes. That's why I be on the bus so much because I can get off the bus when I want to. Yeah, I can understand. You know so it just, man, like I be talking about that shit, but I don't be. Like, niggas be saying I be putting too much on social media. I'm like, nigga, I was staying out of fucking vacant apartments for three years, nigga. Yeah. I wasn't saying that on social media, nigga. Y'all didn't know that. Like, we on Clubhouse every day, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, y'all might... Now, since we've been on Clubhouse, I, I haven't been. You feel me? We've yeah. been back. Me and my old baby mama was back together and okay. shit. So I've pretty much been on that blast. And then this race got me in a situation where I ain't had to... I can, I can feel comfortable with getting an apartment. Yeah. A lot of the issue is I ain't keeping no job. That music money come in every 45 days, but sometimes it ain't enough for rent. 
So you like, damn, if you knew, damn, if you know, I'm like, damn, man, I'm going to be back selling dope. I got child support and shit. I'm going to end up in jail one way or the other. So it's like, fuck, like something got to give, though, because after I got through them suicidal thoughts, I'm like, man, I'm not going to kill myself. You feel me? I tried, like, not like try, try, but I, I did try and it, it didn't happen. So, like, I started trusting that that God was real, though. I always believed in God. I come up in the church. I be wanting to talk about my godparents, but I don't just, it's a conflict of interest, I think. But I come up in the church, you feel me? I always believe in God. I never trusted God, though, because it didn't make sense to me. Like, I, I can't trust it, man. Like, I can't trust my own mama. I don't trust my daddy. The only family member I really trust is my sister and a couple of my cousins. You know what I'm saying? A couple of my close friends. I can't trust people. So it's like, how can I trust something I don't see? But then when I start really realizing how God worked, it's like, man, you know, Nigga, you was homeless, bro, in vacant apartments, nigga. You could have caught a trespassing charge every day and another misdemeanor for me will turn into a felony because I do got a couple misdemeanors. So, like, yeah, like, I'm thinking like that. Like, all right, this shit's not happening to me, though. Niggas over there getting robbed and shot. You feel me? Like, I'm skating free. Laws don't fuck with me like that. Man, that's God, bro. By the grace of God, man. By the grace of God. One of the good things, though, even still with that is like how you've talked about how, you know, you've been through a lot. You don't trust a lot of a, a lot of people, but yet and still you keep this positivity that's glowing and you still are a community activist. How, how is that a thing, Rob? Speaking let me tell you, and when I say I don't trust people, let me be clear, because uh-huh. I think it, it would be rude for people that have showed me so much like love, I don't trust that anybody gonna put their best interest above mine. So knowing that, I don't even put myself in situations where a person would have to. You feel me? Uh, uh, okay. okay. So like the people that's around me, that when I'm able to tell you know, show you what I'm going through and you don't judge me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what my trust is. I, I trust that God that brought people in my life. I got friends that's been in my life since third grade, since by sixth grade. People I just met in the last few months that yeah. I know were good people to me. And I'm thankful for that because I done survived off of that. And that's why on the community shit, I feel obligated, man, to, to utilize whatever skills I got in the community because in some ways, I didn't contribute to the destruction of it. But in other ways, I, I benefited from the love of the community. So, like, is when my bro started the program, he not even from A-League. I know Head, well, Kevin, but I know him through rapping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now, what he program are we talking about, about here, though? What'd you say? What program are we talking about here? Heads Up? Yeah. That's that program when you see me with them kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? He was a, a director at the A-League YMCA. Some, some sucker shit happened. He was no longer the director. But nigga, you feel me? He, he, he know how to switch it up, but he a nigga. You feel me? I know him through rapping. Nigga basically started an alternative to the YMCA in my neighborhood, though. He not even from A-League. So by me being one of his close friends, and I'm naturally from the environment, it's easily for me to just 
come in and all right, boom, whatever help you need, because y'all got the infrastructure. Y'all don't need me to do nothing but be an ambassador of sorts. So I come in and help wherever I can. A lot of days my health don't allow me to, <clears throat> to be there physically, but I'm there, you know what I'm saying? So on that shit, it's just a passion knowing that I'm in these environments with these people. I ride the bus. I have a different kind of mind, though, so I see things differently. I just see the disparities, basically. Yeah. And I don't mind speaking up on them, whether it be like the education system, whether it be like these food deserts that niggas is living in. Um, I mean, I don't think I have to be on the front lines of the police brutality struggle anymore. There are enough organizations that's doing that. And that's not to say that I'm not going to stand against police brutality, but that's not my platform. You feel me? My platform is truly the education system and the food desert disparity. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like those two things attribute to the police shit like directly, we all know about the school, the prison pipeline, you feel yeah. me? But we don't talk about when a little nigga hungry and he go steal some food because it ain't really a whole lot of options. Now he can call a little theft charge. Now he a little nigga with a record. Then boom, now he can go into TYC or something. He getting out, he don't really know nothing. But, but jail and prison, his mind is institutionalized and you got these niggas that grow up into the system ultimately because they was hungry. And so, you know what? I, I think that's what's interesting, because even oh, when- hold on. First, that's my son. Let me get that nigga Robo just pulled up. Hold on. No problem. Good, man. I just- No, what I, was trying, what I was- I didn't know they was coming this soon. I wouldn't have been smoking my reefer, but it is what it, it is. It is man. what it is, man. You do what you nah. do. What I was going to say was, I think one of the things when you talk about these uh, kind of ground floor issues, like you're like, I'm not- I, I, it's not that I have, I don't have to be on the front lines of police brutality because they have those groups now because you used to speak mm-hmm. a lot more about that. But one of the mm-hmm. things when, before you were selling the rice, mm-hmm. you were telling me like, I got to make these rice for these kids. Mm-hmm. Like these kids out here, like we, the one of the first things you told me was when the Chinese food spot shut down, yeah. there's nothing to eat around here. Yeah. Because they just walking around, they ain't got no food. And that's one of those things that I was like, I, and I know uh, between like you talking about the food deserts, for I know you heavy on education because your son and your yeah. daughter. But one yeah. of those things too about the food deserts in a lot of these areas, uh, and and speak on, speak on how things like food deserts and for you having your health issues in the middle of a pandemic, how do these things uh, uh, affect? you and the people you see around you? Um, see, man, I the food shit, I started paying attention to it maybe about 10 years ago. My son and mama worked for HEB, and I, I was like, damn, why the third ward HEB so sorry? As opposed to, you know, like even the beach nut in the beltway, H-E-B and A-Leaf is supposed to be the lower income model, right? Uh-huh. That's still, a, to me, that's a good story. You feel it's me? Good, like, it's, it's a good story. I like that it's, one. It's, it's, a, it's full service. 
Yeah. And you're not going in that bitch and buying 40 ounces and and and, 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 and lo- what them four locos and shit. You feel me? Yeah. You know, you're not seeing that in them grocery stores. No. So then like I be I move y'all know I move around pretty much every ghetto I move around, you know what I'm saying? I be in Sunnyside a lot. And it just I would through my observation, I'm like, God damn, it's nothing to eat around this motherfucker. Like, like it ain't no grocery stores. Hey, Robo, close that door, man. Uh, it ain't no grocery stores. It ain't really even no healthy options. You feel me? Yeah. Like, it's a buzz meat market, and I love the meat market. You feel me? But outside of that, it ain't nothing. Then when they took the H-E-B off, Scott, I remember my mom was on the bus one day. I, I had to come down, Scott, for whatever reason. And it dawned on me, man. And I ain't even from that side of town, y'all know that. But like from, from the Beltway and Scott all the way to 45 and Scott, you talking about, you think about all of that motherfucking land, my nigga, all of those people that live over there. The only store over there that, that functions as a real grocery store is Pie Burns. And yeah. Pie Burns isn't even a full service grocery store. It's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's very small and it's expensive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Pie Burns. I love y'all because y'all got the best meat market and sausage going around. But all that other stuff, man, hell nah. So, yeah, so I'm thinking about this, man, like the correlation between like like, like eating and like low test scores, you feel me? And why kids don't do well in school and what the real purpose of eating is. I got family that come from farming. Then I start building with some farmers. And you realize the real purpose of eating is not like, to taste good, you know what I'm saying? Like that's some that's some some modernized shit that we own because we got some money. You eat to live, you know what I'm saying? It's generally it's like you putting gas in your tank, putting oil in your car. That's literally the purpose of eating. So when the motherfucker not eating, especially a kid, man, your brain not developing properly. You're not getting the nutrients you need. You're not sleeping good already. You in tumultuous environments. Man, you can't properly motherfucking function at school, nigga, because you hungry. Like, my stomach issues mimic being hungry, but, like, on an an extreme level of that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel hunger pains five, six hours out the day. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm not hungry. But I think about that, dog, that it's niggas that's feeling that just because they can't eat. And that's, that's not good. I got a medical condition. It makes sense why I'm feeling this. These kids... They shouldn't be, I shouldn't see them at Valero stealing out of Valero, you feel me? And we go to Valero every day. You might need some help one day, and them people at Valero will give you a free drink or some free donuts. Hey, man, fuck with me when you need to eat, man. These motherfuckers gave me all these food stamps. It's just me and my son be coming through. I wasn't really bringing my daughter in them environments at that stage. My son, yeah, y'all know, look, you just pulled up, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. Wherever I'm at. He going to be at. Yeah. It don't matter. But I'm like, y'all, nigga, it's just me most of the days. So, nigga, y'all need to eat. Don't be out here stealing for no motherfucking food. You shouldn't be catching no cases because you're trying to eat, my nigga. That's my point. So that's really where with my rice, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, it just happened. You feel me? I was just wanting it for myself and realizing that these niggas around here don't eat. I'm going to help them out. And I'm gonna eat good because I got these food stamps and I'm smart enough to know that I can go to H E B and Whole Foods with my food stamps. I'm not going to no motherfucking Joe V's. 
That shit is despicable to me. Fuck Joe V's, by the way. <laughs> yeah, nigga, I don't, I, I live right by that hole. I've been having to go the last couple weeks, but nah, I don't fuck with Joe V's. H-E-B wrong for that. But that's a, another story. That is another story, too. But yeah. I'll tell you. I, I got to stand so. It'd be on the last leg, and they'd be like, bring it to Joe V's. And you'd be like, yeah. all this stuff is like, this is days away from going bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, 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 it, it, I'm just offended by it, man. Knowing what I know about that company and my love for H-E-B, they, they, shit, H-E-B, that's, that's what, keep a roof over my son's head. His mama worked for H-E-B for damn near 20 years. You feel me? So I love H-E-B. I would just like, in this area where we at on West Belford and Farndrum where I'm at, nigga, you can't, I was in there and I asked the GM, like, say, boss, why we couldn't get like a regular H-E-B? So he tries to tell me that it's too close to the beach, nothing the Beltway H-E-B. Not knowing that Big Bob, that's me. You feel me? I'm I'm from them. I know a lot about this shit. I say, say, man, if it's about proximity, tell me how come I could walk from the Meyerland H-E-B to the Bel Air H-E-B. Like, I've literally done it before. Talk about it. Yeah. I've literally, like, walked from one to the other. Or just walking to that, that Bel Air Transit Center coming from Meyerland. Me and my son had made that walk down Rice, nigga. That's mm-hmm. a that's that's basically about a mile walk, bro. Yeah. So don't no. tell me it's about proximity. It's not about proximity. You got a fucking Fiesta right next to you. Yeah. You wasn't worried about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> the more the more affluent a neighborhood you go to, the less that proximity argument comes up. Yeah. They'll have options for multiple grocery stores. Sometimes yeah. the same brand. Like yeah. it's like, oh, we got two grocery stores over here that compete against four other grocery stores. Then you go to like one of our neighborhoods and it's like this the grocery store for a 15 mile radius. Yeah. Nine it's, sad. it's sad because honestly, like our elected officials locally and our national elected officials, fuck Al Green, by the way. I don't care if that offend nobody. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the singer. They represented it. <laughs> why, why you mad at Al Green? Because that's his, that's his jurisdiction out there. You yeah. can get the yeah. people to go to the store. Yeah. Man, I'm a firm believer, bro. Like, I've studied this shit. You feel me? Like, a grocery store is truly the pillar of a neighborhood. You feel yeah. me? In terms of commerce. Because we don't have, like, large manufacturing bases in most of our cities no more. So a good grocery store gonna gonna provide three to five hundred jobs in some cases. A Walmart in your neighborhood is providing a lot of fucking jobs. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, I wish it were more black-owned grocery stores. My numbers show that it's anywhere from ten to twenty, like supermarket-sized grocery stores that black people own in America. Not like in Houston, like in America. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't tell me. Like, like, I've been telling niggas the racism is in the food, nigga. Like, you, you trying to starve us, nigga. You want to, you, you, we keeping, we diabetes. You know what I'm saying? These GMO products. Why I got these stomach issues like I got? Yeah. It's a lot of black people my age that got gut issues. We the generation that GMOs was introduced to. This ain't no conspiracy theory shit. This is, this is real science. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That genetically modified food. Is it causes problems for certain people because we're not supposed to eat like that. So, like these farms, 
I love when I see a little natural, I mean, a little neighborhood farm. They got a farm that's right over here in the Pines of Westbury. And I'm going to be partnering with them with some people that I done linked up with through Clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's my mission, nigga, is, man, look, if we can if we can come self-sufficient on how we eat, we don't have to worry about a lot of our stresses no more. You feel me? Absolutely. When a nigga is full, I can be focused. My kids ain't never worried about where they going to eat at or how they going to eat. Subsequently, my kids ain't stressing. My son ain't 12 years old like I was. Man, how I'm going to figure this shit out? You don't get, man, that nigga come wait, dad, what we eating? When I'm poured in the motherfucker, this nigga thinking that I'm making them steak and shrimp. Because that's how you <laughs> yeah. no, that's feel good. me? Yeah. Because I understand that if my kids is fueled properly, they're going to go to school. They're going to they gonna shine because I'm not going to allow them to not shine, number one, all levels. People don't think about food because it's, so, it's such a necessity. Nigga got to eat. So I'm not thinking about it in like a scientific level. We're not taught it like that. If we were taught it like that, the purpose of food, what growing your own food truly does, that's yeah. true independence. Think even about in terms of war. You hear about motherfucking people that let's starve the, 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 the enemy. We're going to cut off the food routes, nigga. Yeah, we got to be able to feed ourselves, nigga. Then we can start talking about all of that self-sufficient shit. We can't be self-independent or nothing. We depended on the fucking 18-wheelers to bring our food in every fucking day. We saw what happened with the freeze. Yeah, you saw it. And the pandemic. Back to yeah. back. It was, yeah, it was and, crazy. And it's it's like for me, it's mind-boggling, man, that that we be in these conditions and we don't think like, bro, we live it every day. And you don't think about this shit. You don't think that that's wrong, my nigga. That if I go up, if if I'm in Southwest Houston, there's a Walmart, a neighborhood Walmart on Hillcroft. Mm -hmm. I think that's Food Town on Beechnut and Hillcroft. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the best food town in fucking Houston. Yes, All the other food towns is ridiculous. Yeah. That shit look like a damn Randall's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it that don't that don't bother y'all niggas, man? That we can't we don't you ain't gonna see no whole foods in that bitch. Y'all give us an Aldi and Aldi is cool, but that whole smile in the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So if y'all see me in five years, man, with Big Bob's Groceries Market or something like that, and I'm a fucking billionaire, nigga, because I figured out, dog, that there's a need in the black community. Like the same way these Hispanics got La Michionas, the yeah. Asians got their goddamn grocery stores that cater to their shit. There's a need for that. Pie Burns then showed me, even though it's not black owned, I give Pie Burns respect because at least they hire niggas. You feel me? Don't be one of the people in our community that's going to come build a business and bring motherfuckers that don't look like us, don't speak our language. At least fucking Pie Burns does that. So and I, I will say them. they at least hire. Yeah. And, and they put in products that yeah. are black-owned. Would that, I prefer that'll... for them to be a black-owned grocery store? Absolutely. And I and I feel like the more people... One second. That... I'm still listening. I'm going to show y'all something. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm listening though. Right here. This is a little company, you feel me? Nah. And I like their little chicken fry, man. And I'd rather spend a little $7 with them, you know what I'm saying? And give them, like, because they're going to give most of their money. Yeah. Power burns pay. So, like, once I figure out how to package my rice, best believe I'm coming in that hole, like, hey, boom, I got it frozen. Throw that hole in there. You feel me? See what it do. 
Because Barbary does have, I mean, the, the the pickle company, Sienna Sauce. Yeah. Like a lot of Black-owned company, And I'm like, more Black-owned products that are in those stores, you get the possibility to eventually have a Black-owned uh, store. Because that's kind of, we can only take care of our own. That's really what it comes down to. Because we can say they're going to come, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, I, I really like seeing that. Now that you've got the stability with selling the rice, how is that affecting with the music career and what kind of what kind of albums do we have coming out? Because I know you like to put out, you don't like, just like the last one you were talking about, I didn't want the album to have this bleak feeling the whole album. Yeah. So now that you're in a good space, uh, what can we expect to hear from you? Nah, I'm going to be real with y'all. I was concerned about that because like everything since abortion, I've been going through it, you feel me? Yeah. Like, I've had bits and pieces and moments, but, like, I've been creating strictly off of, like, this struggle, this, 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 like, this hurt, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a lot of that. So, like, this album, it sounds like critical, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, It's aggressive. I'm able to to pull from the struggle, but because I'm not like in it, like, so to speak, like, I, I'm still in it. Nigga, I live on West Belford and Sandpiper. It's not like I live like, like I didn't, this rice and start booming and nigga, I'm, I'm, I didn't buy the house in Cinco Ranch or something, nigga, I'm still in the ghetto. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. But I'm sufficient in the ghetto. I'm not depending on no white man to pay my motherfucking bills. And I'm not taking no penitentiary chances to do it. And I'm not out here mad and stressed because I'm making all of this fucking music that I'm thinking is dynamic and motherfuckers just, mm, okay, well, let's listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boom, well, nobody said Rob's music is good enough to listen to, so I'm not gonna, all right, boom. I'm like, nigga, have y'all seen what the fuck I've been doing for the last 15 years, nigga? I've been on fucking social media. Nigga, I've been blogs telling you that I'm one of the greatest to ever do it out my city, out this region, out this state in general, nigga. It's been documented that people are saying this about me. And these ain't my friends, like, they're saying this shit. This yeah. is people that just catching my music. So I'm like, how the fuck can motherfucker? I got people from the Tribe Called Quest and, and those kind of people could recognize the, the genius of my music. But, like, I'm still out here in some ways, like, trying to prove that I can even rap. Not, not that my music is good. Like, I'm still showing that I, I can... Man, fuck that. I'm not worried about that no more. This new album is 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 me. You feel me? I'm never going to lose. I'm, I'm, I'm that, nigga. I'm, 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 I just cried on that bitch, man. You feel me? That's me. Like, I'm never going to lose that. But this album is a fucking commercial, my nigga. I'm talking about the rice all through the album. It's, yeah. a fucking, it's, it's cross promotion. The album called The Corner Store Legend. You feel me? <laughs> it's really a running joke because niggas be like, damn, every time I talk to Rob, this nigga at the corner store or something. That's yeah, true. and I know everybody in the corner stores and shit. So, yeah, like, boom. Gangster. Yeah, like I say, it's the gangster rap album that I ain't never got to make. I ain't smoking my dead ops and all that shit, but it's, <laughs> it's like 
you know, like that song Dope Game on my on that album that didn't make it. Yeah. Is is records like that, dog, but the way I'm rapping, bro, like, man, like, I, I really, I've been, I heard y'all talking about something earlier when Jada Kiss was saying he was top five and nobody ever disputed that shit, right? About five years ago, I just started calling myself the best rapper, like, not the best rapper in Houston and A-Leaf. Nah, nigga, I'm the best rapper. Like, and nobody ever said nothing to me, you feel me? Now, they could have been saying it like, oh, that nigga there, that's a lot of hyperbole. But ain't no nigga ever said, like, nah, you not. I ain't, like, and I'm I'm feeling like, bro, when y'all hear this new music, dog, when I tell y'all it's different, you feel me? The tortoise theory, even Galactic Visions to a degree, them hoes is really depressing-ass albums. What? You know what I'm saying? They were intentionally depression, depressing, but... Once, once I got out of those stages, I'm listening to him like, damn, bro, you rapping, but you really not even showing how good of a rapper you are, my nigga. You yeah. just talking about what you're going through. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this one, I'm really showing you how good of a rapper I am. Like, I got some raps, bro, that I know can't nobody rap with me, bro. Like, I ain't talking about just in Houston. I'm saying in general, like, niggas can't rap with me. And that's what I'm finna start showing from here yeah. on out. As I get more money, I'm never gonna be a rapper that's like, I got this money. Nah, nigga, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna still have a chip on my shoulder for like, why y'all fucking with me? Cause I got some money now, nigga. I've been that nigga, bro. Since, since 2000, since the 90s, I've really been that nigga in terms of rapping in my neighborhood. It's some other niggas that was rapping and shit. I don't, and I get them niggas respect that was around, but nobody's from that era. It's still relevant. Nobody was even rapping like me back then. You feel me? And I'm realizing now that like a lot of my issue has been myself. Even outside my health issues is nigga, you approaching it the wrong way. Like approach it correctly. People call me a fucking rap legend, nigga. I ain't yeah. never even had a fucking manager. Like, man, bro, I probably did one or two professional photo shoots in my whole career. Yeah, yeah. Like, I ain't, a lot of the shit that niggas be doing, bro, I don't got no motherfucking website and all that shit. I don't be doing none of that shit that niggas be doing. How you explain, nigga, I ain't did shit in three years, but I'm I'm on the bill for the seven one three day. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Like, that's when oh, I realized, bro, that's God, my nigga. You know what, though? Like, I, I'm hoping that, like, dealing with soul fried rice and as that builds up, even with this, you kind of take the advice of, uh, you said your aunt, where, you know, she's like, people eat with their eyes. You know what I'm saying? So there is a lot of stuff business-wise, I feel like translates. It's kind of like when we was all talking on Clubhouse too, where we talk about album rollouts and things like that. Sometimes it's just being seen. Like I, I'm telling people like, yo, I know. That's why I was really proud of you when you were talking about how long you were working on the cover of the album. Like, you're like, no, I'm putting together this as a whole package, and I'm putting all of this together. And, and that's a big deal, because it's the package, the presentation and how it's done yeah. goes a lot to to the consumer. And I need to print some other... I got... These are dollars. <laughs> I just got the motherfucking printer. The printer at my baby mama house. And we ain't... 
we good. We got another baby coming, but we ain't Congrats. just best friends right now. Congratulations. That leads me to a question too. How um you've talked about before about not trusting like certain family members, but when it comes to you and your children, you are an amazing um I'm not just I've seen you, I know you. You're an amazing father. Where does that come from? Man, my daddy family, they uh even though me and my old man ain't just you know, he didn't, whatever, he wasn't, I got kind of the same story. When I go home, I go to my daddy family, though. You feel me? They in New Boston, Texas. I don't just be in Texas kind of like that because it's some, some ridiculous shit to be happening out there. So that that is rooted in me, the the protection and the, the value of, 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 my, of my kids. But then it's extended to my nieces and my nephews my little cousins, like I'm the one that's in my family dying here. I do my best to bring these little kids together. You feel me? Even when I was struggling like that, I still was, if it's a party, you know me and Robbo gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? You got something going on, we trying our best to be there. Even if y'all know we can't be there, I'm gonna shoot y'all a little cash up or a PayPal or something. You feel me? I love my kids. I genuinely do love my family. But I feel like my kids deserve to live a life free of the dysfunction that we've dealt with. The struggles of economics, that that come, my nigga. But the dysfunction of my family, now nah, my kids deserve better than that. And <clears throat> I wanted them, especially my boy, because he 12. My girls is going, because I got another little girl on the way. My girls is not going to ever really see see the dad that, that my son didn't experience. And I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful my son didn't experience it because he's going to be a man. And he's watched us go from, like I say, last summer, we sleeping in the fucking vacant apartment, my nigga. You feel me? This summer, nigga, we didn't bounce from one apartment to the other when, when some bullshit happened in the other apartment. It's two, three days and we back in a new apartment. You feel me? All off of fucking rice. So he's seeing that. He's seeing this business grow every day. We every damn near every time he come over here, I got a new product, some some new burners. New he's seeing it grow. He gonna he gonna know that his old man was a. I love that nigga. You feel me? I don't care how people feel about me calling my son a nigga or me even using the word, but I love that man, that little boy, whatever he is. I never wanted him to feel like my daddy don't love me. Cause I know a lot of times niggas jump in these streets cause they looking for love and they want to feel valued by something. And I ain't want my kids to feel like that. And I'm doing the same thing with my daughters. You feel me? First day of school, I'm right, hey, boom, I'm there, my nigga. Yeah. I'm, we in there. If I'm not there every day, we FaceTime it every day. You feel me? What's your day going on? You gonna hear my voice every day. Baby mama don't want to hear my voice. You shouldn't have had a child with me, my nigga. That's how I feel. Like, I'm going to be there. And if something happened to me, my son is so motherfucking live. I told this nigga, never call your sisters half-sisters. You feel me? That's not. There's no such thing. That's your sisters. All y'all last name is Galette. You know what I'm saying? If something happened to me, I know my boy 
is gonna gonna be there for his sisters, not just financially, but he gonna provide them a role model that they can see that hey, this how a man operate. Cause I'm showing this nigga this. He didn't see my fuck ups. He didn't see me running from the laws, my nigga. He didn't see me protest. You feel me? He didn't seen it all. So he know. And that's why it is like it is, man. I I made a vow to that man when he was born that I was riding with you, bro. Like you was talking about he was at the womb, man. I'm here. I'm here, my nigga. Trust me. I'm here. And that's what it is. That's real. That's real. That's real positive. You know, we got we just had Rob Gillett. Um also this is gonna come out. Uh, after it, but on uh, the 20th, got a show with Drew. Oh, yeah. Drew. Yeah, so. Oh, it's going down, man. Yeah. That hoe gonna be live. The rice gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> I might even bring the robe out that night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You should, because you've become synonymous with that robe. It's like, as much as you say you haven't had a professional photo shoot, your pictures and certain things that you do stand out because you know who you are. Everybody else be like, I'm going to be Gucci down. I'll be like, you look like 95 other niggas. Rob be out there in a robe in the same pose or polo down. Polo player, number one, Southwest best hope for success. So, yeah. he, I mean, he went from being the Southwest best hope for success to being successful in the South. Rob Gillett, ladies and gentlemen, He's been with us today, Soul Fried Rice. This has been another In My Humble Opinion podcast. My name is Avery, like a very nice guy. This has been uh, my brother with us, Jess Devon, ladies and gentlemen. That's and we bike, and we want to thank you for coming out. Let me out. say something to y'all boys, man. Go ahead. I'm proud of y'all boys, man, straight up and down. This shit really grew. Baby. Like, I, I, I got people hitting me up, asking how much I paid to get on y'all interviews. <laughs> you know, I like it. I like yeah. it. So I like it. Moving. Avery, yeah. you know, Devon, tell Houston Press they need to bring the list back, man. I'm, <laughs> hey, y'all can show all my comrades, my peers. Y'all know I got a lot of love. I'm about the only rap nigga that'll get on these things and talk about my comrades. In a positive manner. Yeah. Man, y'all not fucking with my new album, bro. The Corner Store Legend is come with ho. Y'all not fucking with me, man. Y'all ain't never seen a nigga that'll be on a podcast that's that fucking shed tears and at the end of it get back to talking that shit. Cause I really am the motherfucking big bob, the motherfucking child. I'm a real life polo player, my nigga. These is my my day-to-day shirts, my yes, nigga. Talk your shit. Doing even when I was motherfucking homeless and struggling. I had a booster motherfucking getting me polos. Yeah, I was still that nigga. So when I started getting more money, I'm not even going to flex. I'm just going to be talking that rap shit, though, because I really am that nigga when it comes to rapping. The rice and everything else, the community, I'm an humble-ass man. Come to rapping, I'm on y'all ass. Yes. I like that. I like oh, that. No shit. <laughs> man, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, yeah. Southwest. Hey, appreciate y'all, boys. My phone about to die, so I got to put that on the charger. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. If you want to.